In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, I share a non-political slash political statement from my 18-year-old daughter who'll be voting for the first time this year. We attempt to use the words new normal as much as possible just to have fun with you and kind of annoy you a little bit. And we talk appointment setting and sales culture and all things new normal with the senior leadership team from friends of the show, chronologic.ai. Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast, podcast history. I am Bill Kasky. And I'm Brian Neal. And we are so pleased you're with us today. We've got a very special uh, guests, two guests yeah. on, and uh, we're really glad you joined us. If you have not already gone to our LinkedIn page and connected with us there, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com forward slash LinkedIn and get uh, amongst the ten to 11,000 people who are connected with us in our group there, uh, get some special stuff, and Brian and I post there occasionally as well. Yeah, we, we, uh, I was looking for an episode, so I was digging through our archives, which I normally don't do, um, and I was looking for a certain episode, and we have a lot of episodes, like 700 or something, don't we? We have a lot. We have a lot. Yeah. There's a lot there. So if you're a new too listener- Too many. I think there's too many You there. think so? Yeah, mm-hmm. pull some back. Um, I was just really proud. I'm like, we've done all this. This is really good. And then I tell people all the time, what we basically did was just outlast everybody. But the episode <laughs> I was looking for, though, was the, and so I'm asking Travis now live, was the episode where I interviewed my daughter, Anna, from ever, for, mm-hmm. from ever ago. We couldn't figure out, it was about gr- selling Girl Scout cookies mm-hmm. from like 2014 or something, 12 maybe. I don't know. Um, but that was fun. Speaking of, can my daughter, can I tell my kid's story? Yeah. So this is not political. I have to say that because we're not a political show. That's not what this is. We but talk politics we before like, we, we hit record. <laughs> yeah, and so, then we so don't we, we have yeah. so my daughter Anna, who's uh, eighteen, and you know Anna, she's super, super sweet kid, really beautiful, works her butt off everything, but great grades and everything. And she, we found out she's dyslexic after high school, right after, because she still struggled with testing and stuff and going to college, and she found out she has dyslexia, um, and she's learned to cope with it, which is good for her. And she does not see it as a disability for herself. She's really great that way. But we, I went down to see her at college, and at dinner, she said this, and I just, uh, she said, um, this is not political, by the way. She said very seriously to me, Dad, when Joe Biden talks, it activates my dyslexia. She said, <laughs> and that wasn't, and she wasn't being political. But what she was saying, and I think it would go for any yeah. politician. She yeah. just said because we were talking about politics, which is fun to talk about with your kids when they get older. But I, I think sometimes the speech of some of these politician guys, on ever, all all cases. They jump in and out of stuff yeah. so much. Yeah. They she can't like follow along. She's like, "What are they saying?" And then they're interrupting each other back and forth. But I just thought it was interesting that yeah. she said it activates my dyslexia. You know. Well, you know, I'm that way too a little bit. Sometimes I'll hear a politician or a leader or somebody interviewed, and I'll, I'll it'll be remarkable at how I can follow them and how great of a communicator they are. And they set the context and they walk through their points. And it's in such a stark contrast to most politicians yes. who don't do that. Right. Who just ramble for 50 minutes or an hour and say nothing and jump around 17 topics. So what reminds what it reminds me of is when I hear somebody who's meticulous about communication, yeah. I always think, I could hear that person all day. All day, yeah. exactly. It's an you, you know somebody thing. who I thought, again, not to get political, but I thought was a very good communicator was Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah. Uh, she had a very pleasant Brilliant. voice. Her... Her, her line of reasoning was always very uh, cohesive and coherent. I could follow her, yes. uh, and she didn't get very far. So there no. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's a problem. I, I was saying that someone, like there's what, 330 million of us in the country, 
there's only like 500 federal politicians. What are we missing here? Because <laughs> we're all thinking the same thing. Like out of 330 million, we got like 500 people total. We have maybe 700 people total kind of running the place. Surely to God, we've got better options. Anyway, uh, that well, is political. That's as much Across political the board. as we'll get. Yeah. Fair enough. So our special guests today, we had them on uh, last year, pre-pandemic, pre-disruption, Ben Parker and Aaron Bollinger from a company called Chronologic. They are uh, advertising partners with us. They were last year for a bit, and they are right now. And uh, we're going to be doing a webinar, actually, with Aaron, How to Sell More with Video in 2021. And these guys are experts, not just at video production, but at using video in the sales process. And so we're going to tap into some of their knowledge on this live stream webinar. If you're not on our email newsletter list, make sure you go to advancedsellingpodcast.com, and there will be a place there for you to jump on that list. But everybody on our list will get an invite. We'll also put it in social. We'll put it on LinkedIn. So if you're connected there, that would be awesome. So uh, Ben, Aaron, welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast once again. Thanks, guys. Happy to be back. Yeah, good. Yeah, great to see you, Bill, Brian. Been too long. Lots, yeah, lots has changed since you were here <laughs> last. I think it was last year, maybe fall. And uh, so we're really glad to have you and also uh, to be presenting this live webinar masterclass with you here in a little bit, too. So uh, why don't we just ask you a few questions? Uh, Brian, do you have the first question? And you can tee <laughs> yeah, up. We, we prepared this. I've got one, too. But You sound, uh, sound like you're passing it off to a moderator of a debate. So <laughs> yeah, both, well, both of you have agreed to the rules of this interview. <laughs> That's right. Right? Both of you have agreed and we to the can rules. shut your mic down. That's right. Heartbeat. Yes. And we're going to give you two minutes each to answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. No, thank you. No. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So I thought, the, and I teed this up a little bit with both of you. Um, I want to first just talk about um, the landscape of, for sales professionals, the landscape of prospecting and trying to secure meetings. I want to talk generically about it first and then drill into, um, uh, you You all have a great perspective, I think, and in, in in all markets, but we tend to play a little bit more in this with our consulting businesses in the mid market, maybe lower. You you have a great uh, view of the enterprise, and I would be interested in that. So maybe start generically. What has changed, and what have you observed uh, occurring in terms of prospecting strategies, ideas uh, since we uh, entered into a pandemic? Start with Ben. Sure. Yeah, I would say um, at the highest level. I think a lot of the fundamental things about how people interact person to person still hold true, right? People still want to know um, that you're speaking to them as an individual. Uh, people still want to feel like there's value in the exchange uh, for them. Uh, some of the things that I've seen stacked up against uh, the, the sellers of the world uh, right now stem from the fact that most companies and thereby most buyers in a B2B situation are now remote. And I don't know about you guys, but I generally don't go running around putting my direct cell phone number in uh, in my email signatures or listing it publicly or any of those elements. And so what we're finding is um, a need to get much more creative and much more relevant and much more um, much more valuable just even in the initial opening salvo of a conversation um, than maybe previously we, we had to be specifically because if you're picking up your phone and dialing against the number that you've got in Salesforce against that contact or maybe the number that they've listed in their email signature the likelihood that that is getting either pushed to their you know, the computer that they're working on at home or, uh, you know, that they have a soft phone set up and have and have that pushing to their cell phone is 
pretty low. Your likelihood yes. of connecting uh, through the phone is dropped. That's excellent. I love the idea of uh, there's more the same than we tend to think. Then, right? We tend to think, oh my, the world's changed. Bill and I were going to try to say new normal as much as we could in this one on purpose because we don't like that saying, but we do. So, uh, Aaron, what about you? Two minutes to you, Aaron. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's kind of a fun uh, Mr. Game Parker too. had his two minutes. <laughs> you, I, I'd like to have mine. <laughs> That's great. Um, b- biggest change I've seen is that the time management strategy is is very different than it's ever been because. At, you know, as someone that's been in sales now for 15 years, uh, I, I think back to how much of my time was driven by in-person activities where there were physical logistics involved, like, you know, literally, uh, you know, different business trips that I would have to uh, different hubs for clients, different events that I would attend. Uh, and then a lot of in-person internal meetings would drive a significant part of my entire calendar was around my physical availability. And now all of that's gone. I could meet with anybody at any time uh, about anything as long as they would give me that time uh, in their calendar. So um, one of the most powerful like new concepts I've seen emerge is this idea that uh, meeting acceptance is a lead qualification. Uh, in the past, the you know, getting a meeting was kind of like the final uh, formality of an exchange of value and interest and engagement. And now I see it as uh, it's actually how people signal that they're actually interested in a particular conversation or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've like I've seen for myself and my team, that's how that's changing our time. You know, it's no longer, hey, we're going out to San Francisco for a week. Let's, you know, let's go meet with all the clients and prospects we know in, in the Bay Area. It's now um, let's let's propose meetings. Maybe it's demos. Maybe it's catch ups. Maybe it's 2021 planning sessions with anybody that we think the timing might be right for. And if they accept the meeting, we now have we know that they're in market at the moment. And if they don't, that's a good sign that they're not in market at the moment. And that's something that you didn't I didn't do before everything was so virtual and flexible. That's great. So you're being a little more, uh, I don't know, you're, you're kind of taking the customer's reaction to that as a sign of whether you even should even spend any more time. Because I think in the old world, uh, the old normal, uh, <laughs> the, the idea is, well, we're going to work like hell and try to get, we're going to throw everything we can at the meeting and we can hopefully get it. And you're like, well, if they don't take the meeting, it obviously means they're not really that interested. Yes. I love that you would fall back on, Hey, I'll, I'll get some time with them in person in their office in Chicago. We'll build some rapport yeah. and, 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 and that relationship will start to open them up. But now that, that can't happen. That in-person relationship building can't happen. So I would just rather, you know, propose opportunities to connect with several uh, prospects that I think the timing might be right and, and just see what happens. If, if none of them give me half an hour, that's a, a sign. And if all of them, you know, give me give me half an hour in their calendar, that's a strong signal too. Yeah, uh, I've got a question. I don't know who to direct this to, but I have this feeling deep down in my soul <laughs> that that buyers today are or, or in the, today and, and going forward are going to be a little bit less. 
you know, let's interview 17 vendors for this and a little bit more. Let's interview two and let's move quickly. And we don't need to go through the whole mm. process. Let's just find the people who are easy to do business with. And the easier you are to do business with, whether it's using the chronologic tool, whether it's providing value prior, whether it's just the way you conduct yourself in a meeting, those people, those vendors are going to be much more likely to get the business rather than because buyers are going to be moving quicker. I have nothing to base that on. It just feels like that's the case. You care to comment on that one way or another? Two refute it. Two Please minutes each. It. Two minutes each. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine how much time everybody is saving from not commuting, not mm -hmm. traveling to events, not traveling to on-sites, and probably less internal meetings or at least more efficient internal meetings yeah. because – you know, they're just more likely to get down to business when you're not actually in person. And um, I don't know if that's a good thing for, you know, for our yeah. psych psychology over the long term, uh, day in and day out, but it definitely is more efficient. So I have seen uh, sales cycles moving faster mm -hmm. recently um, this year than in, in the past. Um, and I think in person was a natural um decelerator to a lot yeah. of sales cycles because yeah. they say, well, let's, let's wait till next month when yeah. we can meet in person. Totally. Yeah. Now there's just no good reason to do it unless there's something, you know, we have to wait for budget or we have to wait for somebody else's availability and executive availability seems to be at all time highs too, because they're not traveling. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is so great for our listeners to hear because so many people still believe the old normal, not the new normal. Mm. That is, uh, <laughs> is, that these people are difficult to, I agree with you totally, Aaron, that the, the accessibility people, because they're all of a sudden like, uh, I have all this time for all those reasons you said. And like, yeah, and they want to talk to people. We're creatures of interactions, most of us, not all of us, but want to interact. So people are looking for that. So, Yeah, I, th I think also, and then Ben, we'll get to your uh, answer. Um, although Aaron did take a little bit of your time. Um, I think ben, ben, ben will trump that. Sometimes we, I think sometimes we get so clever about, well, Zoom, and is it a two-camera shoot or a three-camera shoot? Do we have the right lighting? Is it, and we forget the most basic stuff like, is my phone number in my email SIG line? Because I got, I got an email the other day from a, a potential vendor and it was on his, it was from his phone and there was nothing i had no there was no email address it was uh oh he sent his through email but there was no number and he said call me when you get a chance and he left no number and i thought well there's an example of just a miss and so the question mm -hmm. i would have for our listeners is as you get more into thinking digitally do you have some of the small bases covered like is your email sig in your phone uh, or is your is your phone number in your email signature line? Uh, when someone needs to get back with you, are you making it easy to get back with you or are you making it difficult? So some of those simpler things I think we should take a look at. That's good. Can Ben, ben answer the question? Yeah, Ben, answer the question. Come on, <laughs> come on, man. You've been stalling too long. Sure thing, sure thing. Yeah, no, I think, um, Brian, I believe it was you who's talking about, uh, uh, or actually, no, this, this might have been you, Bill, but talking about ease of doing business. Yeah, if you're a vendor, that's just easy to get along with. Yep. yep. Uh, if, if you're just easy to get along with, you can see things moving faster. I think there's surely a component of that. Um, it's interesting. You know, we're in October now. We're we're moving uh, further and further away from kind of the uh, the initial big rock hitting little pond mm -hmm. of uh, of the pandemic uh, becoming you know part of everyday life. Um, 
and it feels like things are starting, at least on the buying side, to to move back to normal a little bit. But I noticed just an interesting dichotomy. And you're speaking earlier about um, you know your your team having a ton of experience in the mid market and and asking what are we kind of seeing on the enterprise side. I can tell you we saw almost a an inversion in Q1 and Q2 uh, or from Q1 and Q2 of this behavior. Hmm. When the pandemic hit, the smaller businesses, at least in our experience, the ones that, that we were working with, um, really got straight into execution. And it makes sense, right? There are just fewer minds that have to come together. There are fewer line items in a budget that have to be rebalanced, uh, et cetera. They, they can just move faster. Uh, and we saw that sales cycles moved actually quite rapidly for us, uh, but almost exclusively on the SMB side, virtually nothing in enterprise. Uh, and then as soon as we started hitting our first few equilibrium points and leaders in, in enterprise uh, kind of saw the path that they wanted to take and, and the rest of the, the teams got moving with them, um, we saw, I don't necessarily want to say a reversal, but I will say it feels like the mid-market side um has slowed down to normal instead of just fast, frenetic yeah. pace. Uh, and the enterprise side is starting to feel almost like a fast, frenetic pace. It's mm. like, we're going to take our time. We're going to make sure all the pins are lined up the way that we want them. But once they're, li- once they're lined up, it's time to move. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective. I love that. Um, and it uh, and I felt that too. I even felt it with us. Like I felt like we went into like action mode really fast um, in all businesses, even in like consumer, like restaurants and stuff, there are restaurants that just like turn into a grocery store mm-hmm. in literally a day. I love that. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. And, uh, yeah, you didn't see, uh, Procter and Gamble didn't turn into a pharmaceutical company <laughs> that fast. Although they do have a pharmaceutical company. I can say that cause I used to work there. I love those guys. Um, I have a question for you two as leaders, a little, uh, kind of off the topic of the, um, getting meetings and leads and stuff. I want to talk about culture, team culture. And how are you and what have you seen work in, to keep culture together and positive and optimistic and accountable when you're remote, um, both the sales culture itself as a team, but also if there are individual listeners of ours where you're thinking, if I was giving advice to a listener and you're trying to impact your team's culture, but you're not the sales manager, what can a listener do to impact their sales culture in a positive way? Ben, two minutes. I love saying that. That's a fun game to play. <laughs> Take as long as you sure. want. Sure. So, um, so there, there are a couple things, right? And I think, I think I'll share even uh, some growth opportunities for myself and and for us as well. Um, one thing I would share is, um, uh, I believe, I hope I'm not misattributing uh, this quote, but I believe it was Dale Carnegie who was saying, um, "You can be efficient with tasks, but you have to be effective with people." And the remote nature of the work that we've been doing lately drives you to almost do to to attempt the opposite. It makes you attempt to be efficient with people as well as as well as efficient with tasks. And that's totally doable on a you know couple day, couple week timeline. But as it stretches into months, relationships really will start to suffer. Um, and so, you know, this is almost a reminder to myself too, but try to find time, um, whether it's a little bit before the day kicks off or maybe, you know, at 5.30 as things are winding down, um, 
to just check in on some of those uh, uh, really important relationships with your team, with your leadership, with your peers. Do do a crazy thing. Call them in an unstructured <laughs> manner That's and just great. talk to them. Yeah. Ask them about what's going on in their lives. Try to try try to connect and on something that that isn't always work. Uh, you know, I'm smiling because Aaron and I do this all the time. We're like, hey man, yeah, we spend you know 99% of our relationship in this like pressure cooker of a of a situation, and we rarely take it upon ourselves to like you know, pull our heads out and just go, Hey man, what are you and the family doing this weekend? Where are you guys headed? You know, is there anything fun you have playing in your backyard? Something like this. Yes. That's good. Really good. I love that. I love the call Do something weird, like call them. I love that. Aaron, what about your take on that? No, I I think that's a great point. I mean, we we were, you know, I was thinking about the other day, literally from the moment that Ben and I have met each other, it has been high stress uh, in our lives about, 99% 99% of the time, maybe mm-hmm. 95. Uh, and so just using our relationship as an example, um, having uh, a time that is declared kind of a low stress, no stress, we're just going to forget about business for usually probably a, you know, a three day weekend is probably the most we can get away with that these days. <laughs> but um, just having that time and we had it, we had an executive offsite uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, at a, a new hotel that had opened and, you know, wasn't, the public wasn't really in there yet. So we had some time and, uh, that really helped. Um, we were socially distanced of course. Uh, but, uh, it gave us a chance to have that kind of a a formally, you know, no stress conversations, um, which was really, really helpful. And then the other thing I would add is, you know, I have a, I have a meeting I call virtual coffee. Uh, and it's, I do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we sit down and have coffee. Um, And for the first few months of the pandemic, things were so dramatic that uh, it was just really totally open format. Just how is the conversation going to go? And I think that's that was great during those uncertain times. Now that we're coming back into more normal times, we have virtual coffee, but we have a little bit of format built into it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in fact, you know, I got this from you guys. Uh, One of (laughs) one of the. yeah, one of your, uh, I don't remember if it was an insider tip or, you know, it was one of the tips that you had in a recent episode uh, where you talked about rating zero to 10. Yeah, um, checking in. Checking in, no fives, yep. using that force as a forcing function to get people to connect a little bit of their personal lives into. So what we do, Brian, you you had talked about the zero to 10, no fives for, I think it was maybe a work day or I forget what it was. Yeah, we do. We check in uh, uh, business and life. We actually go z- zero to seven, no fives. So it makes Beautiful. you get on one side of the fence or the other. Zero to seven, no five. Seven's awesome. Zero sucks. That's the speed. awesome. Okay. Okay. So 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 that format, and then the only thing I've done is on Monday mornings we do it for your weekend. Uh, so everybody rates their weekend. Oh, that's good. It forces everybody to inject a little bit of their personal mm-hmm. life. Just, you yeah. know, they don't. But into the into the beginning of the business week to remind us that we're all people and we all. We all care if each other has a good weekend. It's it's meaningful. I love it. So um, I want you to one of you to share. <clears throat> excuse me. I want one of you to share a little bit about Chronologic and what you all do there before we sign off. But I did hear something. I don't know how I would feel if I were Ben and Aaron said from the time we first met, it's been nothing but stress. <laughs> both I'm of just, them. They both, <laughs> they both said, said it that, didn't they? Yeah, it's time true. to go to marriage counseling right out of the gate. Like, <laughs> nothing. Ninety nine percent of the time since I met you, Bill and I. Yeah, since nineteen ninety seven. What is this for punishment? <laughs> Twenty three years of stress for me and Bill too. This sucks. Like we can't That's wait funny. to get out of the studio. I'm just awesome. teasing you guys. It's good stuff. I love. 
love it. It's good stress. Go ahead. Yeah. So tell us, uh, some, one of you, give us a minute on Chronologic and what you guys do and, and how you help companies. Absolutely. Yeah, Ben, please. Sure thing. I love yeah. the delegation. So, uh, uh, yeah, at, at, I guess at the highest level, what Chronologic does is it unites people, um, those external to a company and those internal to a company at the right moment for them to have a discussion um, about something that moves both of their interests forward. Now, that's highly abstract, but let's apply it to some very specific examples. Um, obviously, we have a, a sales audience here. So in, the, in that sense, Chronologic is most applicable through a sales cycle. Uh, Chronologic is an AI solution that will automatically broker meetings between you and uh, the, your highest propensity prospects um, completely in the background, hopefully without you even having to lift a finger. Now, you can apply that elsewhere in the business, right? Um, customer success is another huge area of ours, right? Um, really important relationships there must be highly attentive. And, and Chronologic is focused on uh, uniting the right people at customer accounts that um, you know maybe need uh, to be onboarded or might be showing product usage droppage, those sorts of things, but the right uh, customer success or account management resources. So how can people get a, uh, get a sense of your uh, solution? Uh, give us a website and is there anything there they can kind of consume to help them? Absolutely, and and, and uh, Bill, I'd love to just add on just a quick note uh, to to Ben's explanation. So the the um, for the sales audience here, um, a lot of sellers out there are improving their approach. They get really good at the sales cycle, but what do they tend to say? Well, we just need more at bats. Chronologic mm -hmm. gets you more at bats. We fill up your calendar and we give you a lot more at bats for your team. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you can you can see Chronologic uh, in action. You can actually get a an invite from our AI at Chronologic. That's Chronologic with a K. Uh, Chronologic.ai slash get a demo. G E T A D E M O. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah Chronologic. Dot AI slash get a demo. All one word there. And I I know uh, several of our listeners have. Uh, uh, hooked up with Chronologic, yep. and uh, from what Chronologic tells us, really, really like what they're seeing and hearing. Is there anything better than uh, you know coming in and Putting having a bunch of calendar invites, yeah. you know, scheduled prospecting meetings that have, that happened over the weekend? I would like that. That's a cool thing. Uh, we are going to be doing a live webinar, a master class called "How to Sell More Using Video." Now, how to sell more with video in 2021. And Aaron, you're going to be uh, helping us with that and kind of bringing some ideas to the table. So if you have not gone to uh, download or have not gone to our website to get on our email list, go to advancedsellingpodcast.com. And also we'll be promoting it through the LinkedIn group feed as well. So we're looking forward to that, Aaron. And we'll see you guys here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for Bill, Brian, great speaking with you again. Likewise. Have a good one. See you next time, the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.